Hello, I'm Hal Rucker from Team Black and Blue, and you are listening to the RoboCast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome back to the RoboCast with Anderson9132. <laughs> welcome back. It is me, where, right? Where have you been? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, that, I've been trying to make a living. I think I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it personally. Yeah, you know, working it. hard for money, not fun. Welcome back. How but, are you doing, yeah. man? How have you enjoyed this season so far? Uh, yeah, it's been a really good season. Especially, obviously, there was a lot of worries. Um, a lot of people had with the uh, season overall, considering apparently there was some uh, behind-the-scenes issues, and of course, the shelf. Mm. Don't want to mention that too often. <laughs> Not a fan, um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Despite that, it's been a really good season. I think obviously, it's, you know, there's been the odd fight that didn't quite live up to what it could have been. But overall, we've had some great fights, great moments, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the uh, the top 32 bracket gives us because we're nearly there. We've got one episode left. Well, yeah, week. next week is the last one. Uh, and we're also joined by, as you tell by our intro, uh, Hal Rucker from Team Black and Blue and his <laughs> robot Duck. Um, Hal. How have you been? It's been a while since we've had you on, and it's also a while since we've seen Duck in Battlebots. Of course, last season, there was no Duck. That's right. We made the difficult decision to sit it out because of COVID concerns. Sure. Um, our family situation, we were living with some people who were really susceptible to uh, respiratory disease. Sure. And we just didn't want to bring it back home with us. Makes sense. I've had COVID. It wasn't particularly bad but you know obviously i was fairly fortunate that i'm a you know mid 20 year old with little health conditions you know i know people that have had some real big issues with it so fair enough fair enough um yeah it was hard to stay home and watch it on tv but it was the right thing to do for us yeah of course especially because you know the, the robot i think was was pretty much ready right it was the, you'd already finished a duck by that point hadn't you i think yeah the only real changes we made um in the following year where we added the uh, quacking <laughs> Excellent. and uh, built more attachments for different configurations. Very good. Well, let's, let's talk about this season's duck because it is like the DNA is there. It's very similar to previous versions in terms of the way it looks. But of course this year there was a, there was a rule change, wasn't there with the, um, the lifters. You couldn't, you had to have a lifter that could lift, the full weight of an opponent was it a foot off the ground? Is that correct? That's right. So was that was that the big change with regard to the 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 bill, if you like? No, uh, we made a lot of changes simply because we like making changes. Hmm. Uh, it's part of the fun for us, um, and we naturally thought we were making it better. Uh, turned out it had problems and didn't make it better. Um, but one of the things I regret about the season six is we didn't get to show off some of the new features that we added. And it because of the way our fights went, uh, it wasn't obvious what the hell those changes were all about. Mm. Um, so the mechanism that makes the beak work now is actually something I'm very proud of. Um, it uh, opens and closes, it can lift 300 pounds uh, and it fits within a, a chassis that's only three inches tall inside. Mm. 
which is difficult to do. It's and crazy. it's invertible. So if we get flipped upside down, the lifter still lifts, um, which is kind of a tricky problem if you think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but we went against some hard hitters and before we could do any lifting, we couldn't really get underneath them well enough to lift. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a lot of time spent watching the lifter get destroyed. <laughs> rather than watching the lifter show off what it could do. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll it, get it really can lift 300 pounds and it's pretty cool when it works, but uh, didn't get that opportunity. So it no. can lift me no problem then. That's all <laughs> <it is. laughs> um, we'll talk about your, your previous two fights before we crack on with this episode itself. Um, of course, your first fight that we saw on TV this season was Witch Doctor, um, yep. a very high level machine, you know, came second merely two years ago. Yep. Last season had a bit of a tricky time, but you know, you, you know the quality of Witch Doctor, and there seem to be some issues with the drive. Like we, we kind of thought, you know, we know that Duck is a control bot ultimately, and it relies on you having very good control, which normally you do. But Duck seemed to be misbehaving quite a lot in that fight. It seemed to me. Oh boy, yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing more boring than a pushy bot that doesn't push. <laughs> And there's oh, nothing yeah. more frustrating than driving a pushy bot that won't push. Um, it's, it's really a horrible feeling. Um, yes. So it, to explain what was going on, uh, we're all brushless this year. It was our first year going brushless. Mm -hmm. And we made a design mistake early on, which is our motors are super powerful and the controllers we chose for them couldn't handle the amps that our motors wanted to pull. Hmm. And we already designed the chassis so we couldn't start over again. Um, so we spent a lot of time programming the speed controllers um, such that we would take advantage of the current limiter. So the motors would pull a lot of current, the electronics would say, no, you can't have that much and then reset and start over again and give them as much current as they could handle. And we had it so that the reset was really, really fast. So when you're driving, they're constantly resetting and limiting the current, but you can't really feel it when you're driving or see it when you're watching it. Mm. Um, and in the many hours of testing we did, it was fine. But, what but during sense? the match, what was happening was they were resetting in at such a harmonic that they just weren't driving properly. So I'd want to go straight and I'd go left. I'd want to go fast and I'd go slow. It, it was a mess. Um, and it's one of those things you, you just want to like run into the arena and do something about it. <laughs> but <laughs> they won't let you. No. So you just push really hard on the sticks and, and hope, hope that something happens. Yeah. <laughs> just fr frantically wiggle them sticks. And yeah. to, be, to be fair, I mean, you survived three minutes against Witch Doctor, which, you know, not every team can say that they can do. You know, Witch Doctor, you know, is still a heavy hitter. They were having problems of their own, of course, but you still kind of, you hang in there. It wasn't completely one-way traffic. You know, you had your moments where, you know, you got in underneath, you kind of, there were times we got in the jaw and kind of used them as, as a as a grabber rather than a, a lifter sort of thing. It was kind of that Yeah, exactly, effect. exactly. So, uh it was going actually better than it looked because we did what we have to do, which is stop their weapon. Correct. 
I don't remember how what portion of the match it was, but it was a pretty significant portion where they either their weapon wasn't working or they made the choice to turn it off. Um, so that at that point, we're like, step one done, step two, let's outdrive them or outpush them. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. Um, so that was part of the frustration. I th- it was a five, six, five, six, five, six decision. So, very so if we could have done the second part of our strategy, I think we would have beaten them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't, and they they deserve to win. It it was it was close, but they deserved it. Sure. sure. Um, and then your second fight, of course, was Dragon Slayer. Aye. Uh, so we we spoke to Jordan earlier in the season, uh, Jordan Neal from from the team, and he was very excited to be fighting you. I think that was very clear because he they, he said he got up, he had an email first thing in the morning. He turned to his team and goes, "Oh my god, we're fighting Duck," <laughs> and <laughs> and you know it, it was it was just great because you know you are an established team and they are you know comp- that's his second heavyweight and oh uh, you know give to give him credit he he did what he needed to do he broke your weapon and and won the fight but. Again, I feel like this is another frustrating one for you because it just didn't quite seem to be Duck doing its thing again. Yeah. Uh, first off, those guys were super nice. Mm. Uh, it was a lot of fun getting to meet them and talk to them. Um, that was that was good. Uh, yeah, they they didn't really break our weapon. They they broke our bill. Yeah. It was still lifting and it was still quacking which you couldn't hear. That's another discussion. Um, <laughs> but they broke it enough that we couldn't uh, lift them at all. Mm. I mean, if you if you look at the photo that's on screen now, mm. uh, you can see a faint yeah, seam it's kind of, across okay. the bill. I'll use my bouncy. You can kind of see it just at the front here. Yeah. So the big portion of the bill is really complicated CNC aluminum part. Mm-hmm. And the tip there is hardened steel. And the place that we kept failing in all our matches was where the two parts come together. Right. And that was the weakness. Um, but I, the only thing I can brag about is it never stopped quacking <laughs> and it never stopped, stopped opening and closing in all our matches. So that was successful. It just... That's- that's the true reward, right? <laughs> that's the real. Yeah. That's the re- that's the real win. <laughs> as long as it keeps quacking, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was really mad about that because we we called the producers almost a month before the show and said, you know, can you mic it so you can hear the quacking? And we sent them the sound files so they could add them in post. Mm-hmm. I think they did in in the fight we in this episode, didn't they? You heard it a lot more, but um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was kind of condescending. It, it it was an occasional. It sounded like a, a sound effect rather than it was actually coming from the robot. Sure. Um, mm. uh, yeah, it, it, we put a lot of time into it. It never really got heard. It. it, it I, I, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. The frustration was that it isn't just the quack coming out of the robot, it's coordinated with the beak opening and closing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a puppet. Mm. Um, and we never got to show that off. But. It's a shame. It is a shame. Let's uh, let's talk about some fights. This is obviously episode nine. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it. If you have, 
stick around. We have got some fights to discuss today. Oh boy, do we have some fights to discuss today. Starting Wait, off... I, I had to watch the episode before I came on? Uh, oh, Anderson... I'm so out of sync, sorry. I've been on so, so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start off with the first fight, which was Gruff and Cobalt. Of course, Hal, you're very intimately familiar with Cobalt and how it does its thing. Um, but, I mean, this was brutal on Gruff. Um, they just never really got going, did they? <laughs> <laughs> it's Cobalt's scary. Cobalt is really scary. And I feel like at the start of the season, where they kind of they came back, and Matt has kind of still getting used to what he, the way that the, the robot actually drove and worked, because he's never really had an aggressive weapon like that before. It was kind of a bit of teething issues, and I think ever since he's kind of got his eye in, he's started using the forks and not having to kind of drive at people to, to kind of think, okay, I'm, that's how I'm going to beat them. He's really starting to get ahead of steam now with Cobalt. I feel. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Gruff is is known for being a really tough robot. I mean, it's gone head to head with some of the toughest spinners in the competition and laughed at them in some cases. And it just got obliterated here. It got absolutely mullered. I mean, I, th- I think it did the, uh, the 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 what is officially becoming a, a regular thing actually uh, the fireball effect mm. in that it's a flamethrower ruptured and of course. It was actually literally just a, a driving fireball at one point. Mm. One could argue they shouldn't have been counted out because they were moving out of a circumference. But to be fair, I think it was pretty much done anyway. So I can understand why it was counted out. To, to be fair, with the inconsistency that there's been this season with that, I feel like it's it's at this point, I mean, what even is the count out with regard to, <laughs> you know, crab walking? Uh, you know, it's not, no, not the first time it's happened this season, but... Uh-uh. It was quite nice to see, you know, Pete Abramson uh, highlight the the flamethrower like nozzles themselves. You know, the, the Venturi mm. effect that they've got in there. You know, I'm a big F1 fan, and kind of the ground effects stuff from you know Venturi tunnels in those cars this year is kind of a big thing at the moment. And for that to be highlighted in BattleBots as well, I really mm. like that. It was cool. Yeah. It was really nice. Um, but this was one way traffic, and unfortunately for Gruff, and it's a shame because. You know, much like yourself, Hal, I feel like Gruff gets handed all the big spinners and you say, here you go, deal with this. Have fun. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, they, okay, so this season, okay, they fought, they fought Switchback, but, you know, in the past they fought Hypershock and they fought Tombstone on a couple of occasions. It just seems to be like a running theme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this match was a perfect match to have a discussion about what happens when you took take a really good spinner mm. and put it against a really well-made lifter? Mm. Uh, this is starting to be what happens. <laughs> yeah, the, the spinners don't the, die anymore, do they? <laughs> the spinners are stronger and they don't die. Mm. And it's hard to get underneath them because when you try, they beat the hell out of you. Mm. Um, and... I'm probably stating the obvious, but Gruff is really well made. Uh, and if you looked, were able to see any of the uh, damage photos after their match, it's shocking. Yeah. Um, they went through Gruff, or I'm sorry, Cobalt cut through some really thick steel portions. And they have their own kind of alloy as well, don't they? The Gruff team. They, they, I think, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Ray that said it when we spoke to him a couple years ago but he basically said that you know the gruff team have their own special plating basically yes and i think i think they're sponsored by a, a steel 
supplier, then they have this secret steel that they use. <laughs> and Cobalt went through that like it was nothing as well. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's not doing much for sponsorship, is it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's... I, I, I want to uh, emphasize what you said about uh, Pete, uh, you know, showing that really interesting part. I just want to applaud anytime BattleBots does anything like that. Mm. Like the builders are so hungry to have them talk about the robots yeah. um, and the special features and the things we work on hard, we work hard on. Um, that it was great to see moments like that. Definitely, no, Definitely. I completely it's agree. Not, it's not all smashy smashy. It's about the technology as well. It's a vital part of robot combat, and not enough people realize that, unfortunately. So it's great to see that they're actually trying to show that off and get more people interested. Like you said, Sam, you're an F1 fan. Mm. Uh, I'm an F1 fan. So, of course, seeing something similar in robot combat could potentially get other people from, you know, F1 to take a better look at this sport and not see it. It's just a bunch of guys turning up with, you know, remote control things and fighting with them. You know, it might show them that there's more that goes into it and it could attract more people to the hobby and sport in general. Correct. So... Yeah, and for those teams that are willing to try new things that they don't know whether they'll work until they put them in the box and see what happens, the part of the reward is having BattleBots talk about the innovation. Mm -hmm. um, so if it doesn't work, at least you get some recognition for being clever. Um, so and I, I just hope they do more and more of that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of... It's getting to a point now. Where we spoke. I spoke about this with a bunch of people, and basically, it's got to a point now where I'm worried that BattleBots is going too far towards latter day robot wars in the sense that it's all about the fights. And I feel like last, sort of last season, the season before when Jenny Taft was in the pits, that was quite a good balance. You know, you you got the the interview with Wheel Bales where he's crying because he's put so much effort into the robot. You know, you get that kind right. of emotional side, and I feel like that. He's really good. And, you know, I know Jenny wasn't available this year, but, you know, I feel like Pete this year has been pretty underutilized. Like he gets one, maybe two little clips an episode and that's it, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see more of him, definitely. I think that's kind yeah, of Yeah, and there was a really lot good. of really cool new stuff this season. Mm. Definitely. I mean, obviously Blip, but there was a lot of other stuff that didn't get as much attention. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. Fight number two. Hal is yourself and <laughs> riptide um where do we begin because of course you fought two fairly powerful vertical spinners already obviously you know dragon slayer maybe not to the same degree as witch doctor but you know it's still it hits quite hard you know we, we saw that riptide has also been hitting very hard this season um so much so that at some point in this fight it chews your front kind of left corner off it's just a whole the robot started to disappear the more it chews into you. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me introduce this match. Okay. Um, we fought two vertical spinners mm -hmm. and then it's no secret that sometimes the producers will contact the builders uh, looking for input about who we want to fight next. Um, and they did that with me this time. And they said, well, you, you've had two vertical spinners. What would you like next? And I said, well, I don't want to go against another control bot because that will be boring. So how about like a really good horizontal spinner? Mm -hmm. 
you know, maybe you could even put us up against um, Rotator because we're supposed to be rivals, <laughs> right? And we've never fought. Never happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it literally never happened. <laughs> it's funny because it's funny. We, we spoke to Victor about this as well because um, he, he said the same thing. He was like, he was fully expecting his first fight to be Dirk and it, it never happened. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'd love <sighs> to fight Rotator. It's an awesome bot and he's a good yeah. driver. And, um, so the end of the conversation was, well, we can't guarantee you Rotator because there's too many variables, but we will give you a hard hitting horizontal. Right. So this was a day before our next match. So we spent a good 12 hours getting robot ready to fight a horizontal. Um, and for us, that configuration change is a lot of work because what we do is we put a 60 pound steel plow on the back yeah. and treat it as the front of the robot. And then we have to remove uh, two drive assemblies uh, so we get rid of the electronics and the motors and the gearboxes and everything. And the two wheels that are on the side of the bill are just casters. Oh, wow. so it's just rolling at, the, at that point. Yeah. So it's a two, it becomes a two wheel drive robot and the two wheels are behind the plow. Interesting. So it's a lot of work. Mm. And it, but it also means we can put the bigger speed controllers in there and get rid of that drive problem we were having. Mm. Uh, so we make all those changes and we come to uh, the pits the next morning and we're told our next match is against Riptide. <laughs> That's not a horizontal. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. What? Like, if, you, if you look at it this way, you know. Yeah, if, eh, if, 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 it, if it's on its side. <laughs> if it's on its side, maybe. But... <laughs> oh, oh, dear. oh my God, I just spent a whole day getting ready for this and, we're not, <laughs> and now we're the wrong configuration. Ugh. Oh, so, uh, being good citizens, we decide, okay, we'll just go with what we have. We'll find out how it is. Our match is coming up soon. So we get the bot ready. We pass safety. We power up the batteries and uh, get in line. And then hours go by. <laughs> As we're waiting in line for our match and we're thinking, well, should we leave? Should we go change the robot again? And and we went back and forth and back and forth. And we got so frustrated. We just said, let's just try this configuration and see what happens. Mm. So that's why we had the wrong configuration against another vertical. Um, I mean, to, to be fair, you know, we've seen before, like, strange configurations can work. You know, we've seen in the past, you know, Tantrum, of course, used its anti-horizontal to get under saw blades. You know, these things can sometimes work out. Um, yeah. You know, so why, yeah. why not? Why not risk it, right? See what happens. You never know. <laughs> yeah, and that was our thinking. But mm. it would have been nice to have been given the choice to think about it the day before. Sure. Um. So when they gave, we had that huge hit, and they took out a whole section of the chassis, mm. which was an amazing feat, because the the minimum wall thickness there, even on the interior, is one inch thick. And they just ripped out a whole section. <laughs> it's uh, unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Uh, that force uh, broke one of our um, signal wires. Ah. And we're really careful to protect the wires and um, strain relief everything. Mm. But it yanked it so hard that it pulled the pins out of the, um, out of the connector. Mm -hmm. uh, 
which we've never seen before. So at that point, we lost drive on one side. Um, and we've, we're able to drive on one wheel. Uh, mm -hmm. Similar to what Gary does, uh, we're able to twitch the controls so that we can approximate going straight. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to get out of that corner created by the shelf. And uh, I thought we were able to get out of there, but then they, um, they, they called us knockout. Mm -hmm. So that gets back to the whole crab walking conversation. Yes. Um, and the reason it mattered to me so much is in that big hit, we also broke their weapon. You did. We did. And the way it's edited, they don't really talk about it, but it was similar to Witch Doctor where, okay, we did the first thing we need to do. Now let's, let's go get them. Hmm. Um, but I don't think it mattered because on one wheel, we weren't, they were, their drive was working perfectly still. Mm -hmm. So on one wheel, I don't think we were going to win, but uh, you know, anything can happen, but they called us out. So one of those things I will say there's the amazing photo that you actually posted from your team page where, <laughs> where Riptide has launched duck towards you. And it's like, it's like duck screaming for help. It's like, it's so funny. I love yeah. That. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but it was the best part of the match for us is in the replays. Mm. They show that in slow motion. Mm. And if you look at Hannah's face, <laughs> it's just the fear of everything here. <laughs> and they, they pixel out her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see what she's saying. <laughs> and the truth is, when that happened, she yelled out, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, you would, right? Because, you know, ducks flying oh. towards you at like whatever speed. And it's yeah, like, it's very frightening. And yeah. she yeah. had trouble concentrating after that because she was so I'll worried bet. about it. <laughs> It was so funny. Just it, that, that picture alone was is gold. And then the, the story, like, you know, you see the fight after, you see Hannah's reaction. It's just unbelievably good. Yeah, it was quite <laughs> a frightening moment. It, it And kudos to, uh, I think it was John who caught that photo. Excellent. Yeah, he's, it, was, he's it, it makes you wonder photo. how the uh, judges managed to make decisions afterwards. Considering that happens to them on a on a fightly basis as well, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to one of them, yeah. one of them later on, won't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Hannah getting bleeped was probably the best moment for us. <laughs> um, Hal, it does mean 0-3. Yeah. Now, um, obviously, people who are on Reddit will, will know that uh, you did an AMA earlier this year uh, saying that Duck uh, won't be coming back. Yep. Um, why is that? It's for a few different reasons. Um one is the judging criteria changed again. <laughs> so five for damage, three for control, three for what's the other one? Um, aggression. aggression. Of course, last because last time it was it was the old format when you were last competing, wasn't it? It was before that they changed it. Yes. Mm. Ah. So if you think about it, uh, we pretty much have to win all six of the uh, aggression and control points to win a judge's decision. Because mm -hmm. we, when we ram into a weapon and break it, we don't get credit for damage. Right. It's it's considered the other robot doing something bad. It's not us doing something good. Um, so it's really hard for us to get any damage points, and to get six out of six on the other two just doesn't happen. Uh, everybody's a little bit aggressive, or everybody has a little bit of control. 
Sure. So it's really, really hard for us to win a judge's decision. Um, the other reason is the the strategy just doesn't work anymore. Mm. The bots hit harder and they don't stop spinning. It's amazing um, considering, you know, you've only been gone for two seasons, you know, well, one season and then you come back. And in that time, okay, to a degree, the strategy still worked in season four when, you know, you, you obviously end up beating Cobalt, you know, fortuitously, you know, you, you beat... I can't remember who else, who else did you beat that season. Was it, it was it was bombshell, wasn't it? Bombshell, yeah. Um, you know, and you, and you think about it, you look at it, and you think, okay, well, the strategy that I can be, I'll break your fist with my face and then win subsequently, is kind of going away a little bit. It, it kind of amazes me the thing that within the space of two years, that it's just got that's, that the reliability has just leaped forward so much is it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, it was always a questionable strategy. Um. I don't think we ever kidded ourselves to thinking we were going to win a giant nut, but it was fun to do. Mm. It was fun to drive and fun to try and break people. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not really fun anymore. Sure. It's, 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 and it's, it's a downside of having to do major repairs after every match just got old. Sure. And the, the, the third reason we decided to retire duck is, um, we're just ready for something new. Um, so is there, is there something new coming? Because, you know, this is... You know, you've brought three robots to BattleBots before because you've brought Dark Ring, Master, and Marvin, of course, a couple of years ago as well. Right. Is there something new in the future? Or is, or is it, you know, bringing back something from, from yesteryear, so to speak? This is how we're thinking about it. Um, we've, we've talked about it a lot as a family. Uh, we don't want to come back unless we can do something that no one's ever seen before. Okay. Because that's the fun part for us. I like um, it. <laughs> we have one idea that we prototyped about 10 years ago that showed promise. So we're building a new prototype of that idea to see if it even works. I'm not even convinced the physics of it work. Um, so the first step is see if that works. If it does work, then we have to build a full-scale prototype to prove battle, to BattleBots that it works. Mm -hmm. And we have to talk to them about whether it qualifies for additional weight. Um, if I'm thinking what I think it is, and I think I know what it is, I'm very excited if that's what I, if, if it is. Because that is, it, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is this crazy Susan we're talking about? <laughs> No, uh, no. <laughs> okay, I got excited. <laughs> would <be fun. laughs> that would be fun, but no. Uh, this is um, a bot that has no wheels. Okay. But uh, it's not a walker. Ah. Uh, so we don't know if it uh, qualifies for additional bonus weight or not. We can't do it without the bonus weight. Mm. But if they're mm. willing to give it to us, then we can. So there's testing if it actually works, talking to BattleBots if it can get additional weight, and then we have to get accepted. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of great teams out there now, so they might just say, no, Duck's a story, end of story. Go work at your startup. <laughs> um, plus, we don't even know if there is a season seven, do we? I mean, they, they, they said there was, but it hasn't been officially confirmed dates and what have you yet, have they? So we'll, we don't know. 
Right. So I'm getting into the same problem we had with Ringmaster, which is it's a really ambitious build, but we don't know if we're in or if when we have to have it done. And by the time we find out, there isn't enough time to do it as well as we want to. Yeah. It's not unique to us. So there are all those variables about whether or not we'll be back as a team. But definitely, Duck has found a nice pond somewhere. And he's hanging <laughs> out. And uh, that's a nice story that came to an end. Oh. I, say, I, think, I think it's fair to say that a lot of people have fell in love with Duck over the years. And, you know, it's, it's been great to kind of have it fight. You know, we, we, you know, Whoops as well was kind of the natural evolution into Duck. And, yeah. you know, it's it's been very entertaining. And I think a lot of fans are going to be, it's very sad to see Duck go, but I'm sure, hopefully, touch wood, everything, you know, works out and we will see you back again. Because I think, you know, I'm sure Anderson will agree with me that BattleBots will be a little bit more empty without you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you, the, the experimental bot that we're working on is called PsychoDuck. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So Some little, continuity there. Yeah, a, a little bit of evolution. A little bit of evolution. Yep. We will see. Fingers crossed we'll see it uh, next season. Should we talk about Fight 3? Val Valkyrie and pardon my French. <laughs> I will say I was intrigued the fact that Valkyrie went for the UHMW kind of front plow. It's not their style normally, is it? They normally have the big steel front, but they've, they've gone for a kind of compliant material, which a lot of teams have kind of bought into this year. You know, look at Sawblaze has gone it, done it. You know, obviously Shatter for many years has done it now. Valkyrie, another one. Didn't need it in the end. Um, pardon my French, didn't really get going. It, they've had having their first year issues, aren't they? And obviously half their team weren't there. Mm. Um, good win for Valkyrie. Anderson, what do you reckon? It was a dominant win. It was a very one-sided win, but like you said, it was a bit... I love Valkyrie. This was, I love the design, I love the look, I love how entertaining its fights can be. But I wouldn't say this was a... As good a win as it could have been, simply because, as you said, part of my French unfortunately was having the uh, the first year issues it's having, um, it, which is a shame because it, it does look like a really competent, cool little machine. But I think Valkyrie had a bit of a bit a bit of a I don't want to say easy one because there's no either way chance of winning, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, I'm a believer in everything's fifty fifty, but. And I think it would have been more of an impressive win if it was against uh, something with a little bit higher caliber. I'm, I do find it strange that Valkyrie has been given two rookies this year. Yes. Considering it's, it was the most destructive robot last year, they've ended up fighting Pardon My French and um, Triple Crown. Yes. Very strange to think. And obviously, you know, the, the first one, okay, P1 was kind of their natural, you know, kryptonite, if you like, but you know, P1 last season didn't have the strength of schedule or, you know, the kind of season that Valkyrie had, you know, Valkyrie got into the top 16, you know, did well in the bounties. Okay, lost to Sub-Zero there, but still did pretty good. It surprised me. And I feel a little bit underwhelmed so far by Valkyrie. You know, I know they've only fought, you can only fight who you fight, but I don't know, maybe I expected a bit more. Um, Hal, what do you reckon of Valkyrie's season? Um, I talked to them a little bit about it and I think they were frustrated with the matches they got. Mm. Like you said, you can only fight who you're given to fight. 
Um, and with the addition of the shelf, which makes it harder for horizontals, mm -hmm. I think they were worried about damaging themselves and accidentally losing a match they shouldn't lose. So I, I'm guessing they're a little bit conservative in their attacks. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and pardon my French, they were just struggling so much in the pits because of the logistical problems they encountered. Yeah, they lost their crate as well, didn't they, before the start? Of yeah. The season, so it, so <clears throat> they were working like crazy all the time to get that thing working. And, uh, you know, congratulations for them to them for overcoming a lot of obstacles that weren't their doing. Um, but you're right, they were overmatched. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a shame because, you know, you look at the drum and you think, my God, that thing's, oh, sorry, the, the, the Trisk, as it's officially called. <laughs> um, and it does have, you know, it looks very potentially destructive. It's just, you know, they kind of did a little video about it themselves, you know, before the season started saying, you know, you have to kind of tune it in a little bit with the with the brushless that they have. And the spin-up time was just so high. It just never, against a robot like Valkyrie, which has, you know, had three, four seasons now of, you know, competing and is getting better every year, better every year it's kind of unfair to pit them against one another and kind of have them on a level playing field. But, you know, as, as we've said, Valkyrie, very destructive. And, you know, you can only beat who's in front of you. And they did, they were professional and did the job and that was it. Simple as you like. Yeah. And it, for me, it was fun because they were also pitted near us and I got to beat another European team, which is fun. Oh yeah. Well, no, they're, they're, they're Canadian. All of them. Well, ha half of them who were, who obviously they, they got stuck, didn't they? The, um, because yeah. it was Gus and Dave were meant to come over, weren't they? For for pardon my French. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Yeah. A, a non-American team. Yeah. Maybe next year they'll be, you know, the the full contingent will be there, you know, who knows. Yeah. Fight four. Lockjaw and Blip. Um two contrasting seasons when you think about it. Anderson, you look very keen to talk about this fight. <laughs> Oh no! It's just it's just a really really good fight. It's everything I love about robot combat. This fight <laughs> it really is. Um, obviously, Blip the uh, the dominator. I want to say at the beginning of the fight, and then even though Lockjaw somehow caught fire again, uh, <laughs> every it time. just did it, it every time, but it doesn't die. I don't understand how it never dies. And then even then, despite all that, it was coming back and and towards the end was the aggressor and and it had the fight. Obviously, if that had happened probably about 30 seconds earlier, it probably would have been a lot closer than it actually was. Obviously, by that point, Blip had done all the work. But I don't know. I just love I love fights like that where there's a clear aggressor and then the warrior what that's getting owned comes back slowly but surely and towards the end is the aggressor and working really hard and not giving up. That's what I like mm. most is when a robot, that even if it's getting its, its head kicked in, still does it. That's why I love Duck so much because it never gave up. And it's the same with, with in this fight here. I just, I just love this kind of fight. I find it interesting as well that Donald went with a mini bot. Yeah, I didn't even know they had a mini bot. Um, I know uh, the screw job season. <laughs> little, little screw job. It was, it was interesting that which he, I love. Yeah, way. it was really cool, really, really cool little thing, and you know, it did, it did work. It got underneath Blip. It kind of made it difficult <laughs> for Blip to, to fully function, especially at the end where it's kind of stuck against the wall. Mm. Um. It's just the the blowing up problem for Donald again. It's 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 such a shame because this season Donald has had obviously three fights. The close fight against Copperhead, you know, nearly won it on the judges, but you know, ultimately I think Copperhead on the balance of things should have won the fight. I think you know 
did more damage to, to Lockjaw. Of course, unluckily, you know, thrown out of the arena by Hypershock, you know, definitely not Will's intention. You can see it written all over his face. <laughs> um, and of course, at that point, we didn't know, well, he didn't know what the rules were with regards to Hooters at that point still, did he? Um, well, you know, it's illegal. It is. Don't you know it? Don't you know it? <laughs> That's why he was so, so, illegal. so surprised. He was worried that he got disqualified. Yeah, imagine that. Oh, my goodness. So such a silly rule. I don't know. Imagine, um, imagine that what's being consistent though, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um and then this fight against Blip, you know, it was let's face it, it is two and no. Okay, one win is against Rusty. You can kind of read into that what you will, but obviously they beat Overhaul as well. This is a real test for Blip as well. And they yeah. passed it. And Blip is I mean, I I Hal, I want to come to you with this one because you know, you, you seem like a man who who likes, you know, new things coming into the battle box. What do you make of Blip? Ah, uh, I have so much to say about Blip. Um, I know a lot about Blip because Aaron and I have become good friends. Uh, we live near each other and meet up a lot. Um, the robot uh, inside is spectacular. And I know there were some segments where they tried to explain how it works. And the explanation was terrible. <laughs> Um, the, the trebuchet comes to mind. Oh my goodness! Trebuchet? What the hell? Trebuchet? <laughs> I mean, to, I mean to be fair for you, for you it's, I suppose it is kind of difficult for like kind of explain it to like you know Joe Blog sat at home. You know, it is difficult because it is it is so complicated. Like it, it is not... so complicated. Yeah. Um, it's complicated in the general concept of what it does. And it's complicated in all the little bits of technology that are inside of it that allow it to work well, not mm. just the concept, but the implementation of the electronics and how they can adjust things through software and tweak all the different variables that are happening in milliseconds is just mind blowing. And I wish they could have explained it a little bit better there was that kind just... of other segment wasn't there on, on facebook and uh, twitter where they kind of they got pete to kind of sit, sit with him didn't they yeah that was a little bit better mm. but not what it deserves no um so the fact that they pulled off in a rookie season a brand new concept that is very very complicated and very advanced engineering is just you know, hats off to them. Hmm. It's remarkable. I, I wish I could just open it up and show it to you right now. It's, <laughs> and the way that it does well within milliseconds blows me away. And they went three and oh as well with that as well. Like you see a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, unique technology can often go wrong in when it's new but obviously they've somehow managed to get it so it it works phenomenally yeah despite, despite that yeah i find it very incredible as well the fact that you know aaron you know at this point you know he's very experienced you know he's done tantrum for three years and obviously blip this year so this is fourth season but i think that's his only combat robot experience isn't it i believe it's only like those four years i'm yeah. sure it's which i find incredible as well like the guy's been mm around not very long at all he's like he's already picked up so much to get to this point it's sensational yeah and that's actually a good segue to something i want to talk about which is 
uh, Lockjaw versus Blip is a good example of the way things are changing at BattleBots. And what I mean by that is Blip isn't just an amazing piece of technology. The Blip team was different. Mm. Uh, and I think, do they have first robotics competitions in Europe? Uh, not really. It's not really a thing. Wait, no. For those of you who don't know, it's a very well-organized robot competition for high schools. Mm. I know it's international, but it's mostly in the United States. Mm -hmm. And because there are so many students and so many mentors, and it's been going on for so many years, and because of social media, there's this spectacular community of engineers who share ideas and it's evolved much faster than BattleBots has mm. just through sheer numbers. And the way the teams are organized um, is different than what BattleBots is used to. So uh, seems reasonable had one person in charge of programming speed controllers and one person in charge of batteries and one person in charge of strategy. Like it's a very well organized team with a leader and people who are responsible for certain aspects. It's not just me and my daughter showing up with some uh, wrenches and fighting other robots like Lockjaw. Mm. Um, it's the teams that are evolving as well as just the robots. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think it's in part because of FRC is a, a lot of the rookies who are doing so well aren't really rookies. They've been building robots for four years in high school mm. under extremely good mentorship and learning from other teams. So I think you're going to see, be seeing a lot more teams that are like seems reasonable where they learned in high school how to strategize and division of labor and all that stuff. Um, and I think it, that's part of why the robots are better and it's part of why the uh, matches are so much better. And it's something that like Donald's dealing with in this match. It's not just the robot, it's the whole team he's fighting against. And yeah. um, I think that's a direction that things are going. I do I wish we had that over here. I would have gone to school a lot more often <laughs> if, if I was able to fight robots at school. You know, it's, that's it's really, really great. I'm sure that there Very are like well similar alternatives, but maybe not as well advertised sort of thing. Um, I'm going to come to Lockjaw quickly because somehow Lockjaw this season has gone 0-3 and I don't feel like it's a robot that deserves to be 0-3, which like, kind of like yourself, Hal. Like, mm. it's, it's a robot that's kind of not been bad, but has somehow ended up with three losses. And I don't think in... I know, I know Bombshell did, but that was kind of a a one-off sort of thing. But like, you look at you look at Lockjaw's record. I don't think it's justifiable to put Lockjaw in the bracket, which is a real shame. And I feel like a massive mm. loss to the competition because Donald is great value. He know he he knows how to win in any circumstance. It seems, but it just wasn't meant to be this year. I don't think. And well, you'll have to wait and see. Well, I say it is next week. We're going to find out the bracket, but yeah, it's yep. it's a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame. Fight number five. Uh, it's a bit of a color clash, this one. It's between Minotaur and Deep Six. Um, in terms of the fight, there wasn't much fight, but I will say, <laughs> I reckon Jason Bardis had to have a very quick dry clean after that fight because Minotaur launches Deep Six straight at him. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, and that spin and that spinner on Deep Six was spinning as well, so that yeah. would have been like very realistic. That could, I mean, obviously, no, say with safety, it probably wouldn't have. But 
That doesn't go through your mind when something like that is being pelted at you at like, no. you know, 50 miles an hour or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jevon uh, messaged me the other day, basically saying his thoughts for the podcast. I, I want to read out what he said because I thought it was really funny. Uh, he said, uh, Judge Jason is the victim of robot abuse this season, replacing Lisa from last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, oh dear. I mean, Deep Six didn't really get a chance. Minotaur Clinical. They, they did try and free them, which I respect, because mm. the fight wasn't really a fight, was it? Just, Deep Six getting stuck on things this year is a real shame, because I want to see that weapon do more stuff, but mm. uh, it got stuck on... It got, I find it frustrating as well. I don't know... Again, I know that the hazards in the battle box are automated, aren't they? They're not controlled by a person because of American game show rules. Is that still correct? I don't know the correct answer to that. I, okay. I, I know don't it used think to that's be. accurate. I, I think it used to be, didn't sure. it? Um, like years ago. It may, it may not be now. But um, the fact that Deep Six was on that kind of, you know, flappy bit. I don't know what the official term is. Um and they took so long to kind of activate it to kind of shake Deep Six off. It's a bit of a shame to me, but uh, yeah. yeah. Deep Six is one of those robots that doesn't do very well, but you really want it to be in there and watch it. Yeah. You really want it to do well. So when it gets stuck in the kill saw slots, yeah. it's just like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we saw in its first fight with Pain Train, like it just it ripped Pain Train's lid off. Like it was one frame and it was gone. <laughs> Yeah, just like <laughs> run in there, get it out of the slots, and let it go. <laughs> I'm still upset we didn't get to see. I'm still upset we didn't see it splits me in half. That that was what I was I was looking forward to, and then it just goes, you know, mining instead. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you just want to see it do its thing, and it just gets unlucky. And I yeah. think, and I think, had it not got started, it's going to have been a really good fight. Because I mean, obviously, there's. Some differences, but you know, Minotaur, much like Pain Train, is a flat, box-shaped, drum spinner-esque robot. So we've seen that Deep Six can handle machines like that. It would have been fun to actually see what they could have done, but yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I know Minotaur's a bit, bit of a higher level than Pain Train. I'm not saying it isn't, but uh... my thing is, where would you put Minotaur Anderson in terms of this season? Because they've they've won two fights. They've gone two and one. Mm. Well, they've lost to well, they lost to Sawblaze, which yeah. is every year. I think they've peaked at the robot, and then it comes back the next year in beast mode. So, I mean, the, we saw the hits it gave, and they let they keep showing us those hits, and I'm glad they do because they are beautiful. Um, but then it's it's beating Deep Six. Who else did it beat again? Uh, it was Dragon Slayer. Mm, yeah, you see, this this is the issue. I feel because of the early loss, maybe they've been wanting them to. To guarantee because it's their first season back since two COVID seasons ago as well. well, yeah, because of COVID. I think they're, they're trying to guarantee it, maybe making it a bit further in the competition. So, again, no disrespect to Deep Six or Dragon Slayer, you know, they've done anything I could never do, and that's build a functioning heavyweight. But I think they've fed them lower caliber machines just to hopefully guarantee they get that far. So, I would say, as a Minotaur fan, it's not been the most exciting return. But it's still nice to see them them doing well and showing that they can do the damage still. It doesn't matter where they are in the bracket; they can beat anybody. Mm. In that, my opinion, it's that's that's, like... that's the thing, is it? Like you know, kind of like when they when they fought Hydra a couple of years ago, and like they were kind of way down in the um in the seedings, if you like, you know, fortunate mm. to get in, you, you could say. But it just don't want Everyone... to fight them. 
just want to say that that was one of the best days of my life. Everyone was <laughs> was laughing at me, saying, "Ha ha, you picked Minotaur to win the series, and it's going to lose to Hydra." Ha ha, and then it just beats it in like ten seconds. I'm like, ha-ha! that was that was a good day. I like that. I just like, like, like that a broken lot. clock is right twice a day. Sometimes that doesn't <laughs> gets it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, it, don't, yeah. We, don't, we, we still don't talk about Hobgoblin. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Hobgoblin. Um, let's move on because there's not much fight to talk about here. Uh, to Sub-Zero and Hijinx. This is Hijinx's best performance in BattleBots. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. And... I think this thing has come a little bit too late, hasn't it? Well, I don't don't think it's come too late. I think they'll be fine. And I think they will... I I think we'll squeeze into the bracket, maybe towards the lower end. But, like, this was more, much more like it. You know, the control was a lot smoother, it seemed to me. I feel bad for Sub-Zero getting another pasting. Um, Yeah. I, I get. We spoke to Craig Danby a few weeks ago, and he kind of alluded to the fact that Logan may have wanted to bring uh, a different Sub Zero or a newer Sub Zero to the competition. But I think the best part of this fight for me was when Spitfire lands on Hijinx post fight and just kind of <laughs> sits on top of it in, in protest. <laughs> it was it was great, but um, yeah, Hijinx. I think what's interesting about Hijinx in this fight in particular is the talk of the weapon because when it's spinning up and it's not doesn't have to be at full speed but it can still bat away an opponent enough so it can spin up faster or spin up more and when it becomes dangerous and that's when it can start hitting things and i, I want to see that more often this season we haven't really had the chance to see it of course the the mammoth fight it lost a wheel the kraken fight i mean that's a can of worms i don't really want to open right now yeah. but it was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a hell of a fight and this yeah. this is much more like it from hijinks yeah. Still a good fight and a good showing from Sub-Zero, though. They didn't go down without a fight. They got some good flips in there, but the hijinks just managed to get them in the right places at the right times. Um, And it is what it is. It's a shame. I really want Sub-Zero to do well one season because I love it. I think it looks beautiful and I love flippers like this. One day it will happen, but obviously today, this season wasn't that season. And once again, I think they've, they've gone... 0-3 0-3 now, haven't they? Or is it 0-2 they've gone now? Yeah, they, they lost to... Uh, the other opponents they lost to were Shatter and... Oh, God, who else did they lose to? Bloodsport. Oh, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, so, so no disgrace. I mean, all three opponents very, very strong, you know. Um, mm. How what do, you, what do you reckon of this fight? Uh, I like that Hijinx gets a little bit better with every match. Mm. It's nice to see. Um... Because I know those guys work really hard and they're very smart about how they put things together. Um, I think by next season, if there is a next season, uh, they're going to be really strong. And and it's just, um, it's a distinctive design, right? Yeah, it's unique, certainly. It, it's based on another builder's um, concept, but they put their own spin on it. No <laughs> pun intended. Um, <laughs> the only thing I don't like about hijinks is the wheels with the screwed on tread mm. that part bothers me aesthetically it's it's interesting uh, that they've done that considering you know they've they've clearly got, you know got a lot of view for aesthetics and you know they've they've worked hard and you know it's, it's a very technologically advanced machine and they're using bike tread you know it works for some people like you know huge for example it's it's kind of I, I view huge as quite agricultural, you know. I don't know if that, if that, if that, does that I don't know if that translates or not. But like, it's it, of course it, it's based off um, Gabriel's wheels as well from from Robot Wars in the UK. And like, I, I kind of I get it. But like, hijinks 
you're right. I feel like you know they could you know they could quite easily have some wheels done like you know the kind of Brazil wheels that they kind of coined. I think yeah. you know it, it make it, it surprised me that they haven't kind of gone that way. Yeah. So Jen and Orion <laughs> work on the wheels. <laughs> oh dearie me. Yeah, it, it is a shame to see Sub Zero go as well, but with you know hopefully something new on the horizon, it could be quite exciting to see what they come back with. Yeah. Our YouTube exclusive this week was Defender and Retrograde 2 Control Bots. Uh, I thought this was a really good fight. <laughs> I thought this was a really, really fun control match. And, uh, you know, it's a shame we didn't get to see Retrograde using its spinner. I think it must have been an issue with the spinner because they never used it once and it didn't spin. Mm. Um, but I thought it was a really good driving fight. I thought, you know, Jason showing his, you know, the DNA was definitely able to show this this time with the um, the Vasquez driving genes. Yeah, I do like my driving battles, as as everyone who watched this two years ago knows. Um, and, I, and I did enjoy the driving of this. Obviously, I just felt I was a little disappointed because we didn't really get to see either machine utilize the weapons as well as they could have. Defenders seemed to struggle with lifting. Retrograde would get a lift in, but it would never get a proper full lift in. It would sort of drop it halfway. I mean, it was it was a it was a solid fight, one for the purists, definitely. Um, I can understand why it wasn't on the main show. Uh, and I felt it could have been better than it was, but it was still an enjoyable battle overall. Yeah. I think, you know, for, for my two sets, I think, you know, it's interesting the fact that they paired two kind of, I say sub-team bots, you, you know what I mean? Like secondary robots for other teams as well. Like, you know, I, mm. obviously you had Whiplash fighting Bloodsport earlier this year, and now you've got Defender and Retrograde fighting now, which I find quite fun. Um, but you're right. It, they both seem to kind of, struggle a little bit with each other they kind of felt each other out quite a lot but it was it was a good fight I, I thought and you know enjoyable to watch as you know Anderson said one for the purists um I think that's probably the best way to describe it really um I think how- there's a message you can read into this match um which is it was a good match that went the full three minutes and showed off driving skills and it ended up on YouTube mm. uh mm. duck versus riptide which was a one-sided match and not very good was on TV. Mm. And I think that's because the nature of getting, seeing Duck get beat up so badly makes for better television. Mm. And I think, I think that message is coming across in different ways. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I get it. Like it's ultimately the audience want to see a machine broken rather than like a, a, yes. good, te- a good technical fight, you know, like mm. it's like, right. If you're watching boxing, you want to see a knockout. You don't want to see it go to the judges and you know, go all 12 rounds. Yeah, sort of exactly. Thing. Yeah. Right. Unless you're a boxing purist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's the same with, it's same again, yeah. we're talking about F1 and motorsports. There are people who watch it for the driving skill and there are people who watch it to see some cars get smashed up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, a lot, of, um, a lot of racing series out there are going that way as well. <laughs> That's car. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another can of worms that's, that's another argument for another day another yes <laughs> let's talk about what i feel like is probably the best main event of the season so far oh, without a doubt um which is scorpius and yeti now i i'm gonna quote uh diana from the scorpius team because i, I spoke to her um well she, she spoke to us uh, earlier this season kind of said you know i really want to talk about this fight unfortunately they were busy uh so they, they weren't able to in the end anyway but this was, according to her, her 
second ever favorite fight with Scorpius, second only to Tombstone, which I completely understand. Fair enough, yeah. Which you know, you, you beat Tombstone, you kind of have to chalk that one up as a as a win, <laughs> yeah. don't you? Really, but this was unbelievably good fun. Like, what a great mm. spectacle of you know two robots just sending it and tactics out the window. As Greg kind of alluded to, you know, after the fight, you know, I had a plan and then I stopped going to it because, you know, that's how it was. And there were some spectacular hits in here. Like, another thing as well, I found, some people were saying that Scorpius deserved to win. Okay, I I can see it. The decision was split for a reason. There was a lot of damage caused by Scorpius and their weapon kept running for the full three minutes, whereas Yetis didn't. Some of the hits Yeti were giving out were brutal, and yet you know Scorpius wasn't without you know damage themselves. They were smoking quite a lot, and there was no loser to this fight. You know, if you, the loser of this no. fight still, still gets a okay, it's kind of like it's kind of like when Hal yourself, you know, you fought Cobalt a couple of years ago. Like you know, Cobalt looks really good, but ultimately ended up losing. But it was it was a still a good look for them, if that makes sense. Right. And this fight was brilliant. I I, I loved this fight. It was brilliant to watch. It was it was a perfect divide of the two, like we were discussing a moment ago, the two fandoms. There's the people who like seeing things get smashed, the people who like like the good driving purist style. This had both of it. It had the damage and the big hits and the the smashy smashy, but it also had the good driving, the tactics, the technical side of things. And I love the new Yeti. I love this thing. I think it's great. The last one, of course, its drum was good, but it couldn't quite catch things properly. But this one just sends them flying and. I love the forks. It looks beautiful. Oh, it's brilliant. I, I, yeah, I'm a big, big, big Yeti fan. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Scorpios. I love Scorpios. I, I, again, I can't even... When I saw this was the main event this week, I was I, I literally got all giddy. I love these two machines. I knew they were going to put on a banger. And I'm never predicting Scorpios again because it keeps letting me down. But... Uh, <laughs> We won't go there. <laughs> but overall, though, yeah, just a, a really good fight. And you can... When I first watched it, I'll be honest, I could, I, I was a bit shocked when I found out it was a split decision. But upon looking back at it and sort of, you know, I can see why it was split because, like you said, the damage side of things, Yeti's drum was completely done for by the end of it. You you, you Sam, you actually sent me a picture. Yeah, there's a, there's a great picture on, um, on both teams' social pages where, you know, you can see a big crack in the... Like, kind of the machining of the drum and like there's a big chip in the tooth and it's it's all messed up right it's properly messed up yeah um, it's not just a case of like a chain broke or something it's properly mangled yeah. <laughs> and when you could when you take that in consideration obviously that's a lot of serious damage so yeah i can see why it was as close as it's as close as it was and it just it just was a great fight all in all in yeah. all yeah i was fortunate because this was the fight that took place before mine so I was positioned to get a really good view of it oh, nice. as I was waiting for our match. And it was really fun to watch it. it in person, it was even better than on TV. Um, and I was really happy for Christian because he hasn't had a lot of good fortune with the reboot and uh, his influence and the redesign is clear and it was very successful. So I was happy to see him smiling so much about it. Definitely. Um, yeah, it, if you if you wanted to show a match to someone who's never seen BattleBots before, this would be a good one. Yeah, right. I completely agree. Um, there, is a, there is another great moment in this fight, which I, I do want to talk about. When um, 
Yeti sends Scorpius into into that control pod against into Zack and Diana. Um, <laughs> Diana, again, I spoke to her a little bit, and she she said the weapon actually almost I'd say almost breached. There was a, a bulge in the in the polycarb where Scorpius Ooh. kind of cut into the polycarb and went got sent towards them, and. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, uh, Zach could feel a bulge in the in the polycarp after that fight. It was pr- that spectacular, absolutely spectacular, and <laughs> it's just it it just it was a great fight. And the fact that another thing I really loved was the live reaction thing that they showed mm. in the kind of mid roll um, of the mid ad roll thing. You know, I know a lot of teams probably you can't show the live reaction because you know, the, the, the adrenaline. You know. <laughs> You're going to say a few things that you probably shouldn't be saying on TV, but like this was great to see. And, and more of that, BattleBots, if you can, but you know, I'm, I'm not immune to the fact that some of these times you're going to be like, oh shit, that was amazing, that was great. But yeah. Yeah, trying new stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, what a glorious fight. And I think Scorpius 1 and 2, I'm fairly sure, will be in the bracket because their losses are to Whiplash and Yeti, and both fights were great. Yeah, and they were very close. Both split decision losses as well. I mean, yeah, credit to them. Mm. And I, I have to take back what I said about Yeti early on this season. Like, I didn't rate the, the new Yeti at all. Um, I, you know, I, I think in hindsight, what you have to chalk it down to is Mad Catter is really, really good. And, <laughs> and, and Yeti is actually quite good. It's just the fact that Mad Catter was just better on the day. Um <laughs> Note what the smug it? face, Sam. Uh, Note the yeah, smug right, face. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's been a while since I've said it. It's been a while. Um, but what so I have a question for you guys. Okay, go on. What do you think about the cross-pollination between teams that takes place? With like regards Greg to... and Christian teaming up on Yeti or Matt Maxim driving Cobalt? Uh, I'll let you go first, Anderson. I don't really mind it. I um I think that how's it? I mean the the purist and and the uh, the boomer in me I guess wants to say now nah, it should be the same as the old school days everyone the team should stay the same but the other part of me is like at the end of the day we're all there to do the same thing we're all there to have fun if you can make friends with other people from other teams while you're there and then whilst talking they can say oh actually I've seen your robot and I love it but I think if we tweaked it this way it could be better as we've seen with uh, Yeti this season. Mm-hmm. And then they've actually said, okay, we'll come on to the team then and we'll, we'll do that. I think that's kind of what the sport needs because it shows that it basically shows that it brings people together. It shows that not one design works. You need the communication. And I think that, you know, versatile teams, it can be good for the sport in the way that, for example, again, there's a lot of people in, over here in, in the UK, especially, who would love to go to BattleBots, but unfortunately, they haven't got the funding or the ability or the, uh, I guess you could say, the status to, to enter a robot over in the UK. So, of course, it's nice for somebody in the US to say, oh, you know, you guys are really, like, again, pardon my friends, you guys are really good roboteers. Join our team. You can help us out with fixing it and you can bring your own ideas into it as well. And I think that really does help a lot of people get into the sport as well so I, i'm 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 pretty much for it personally um my thoughts are like kind of similar to what anderson said in terms of if you look at the the teams you know from an outside perspective like i i could look at a design and say okay you could identify x problem x problem x problem with another team's machine and say okay if you did this and this it would improve it and i feel like 
so many people have different pools of knowledge from what they do themselves. So, for example, Christian in the past has had Mecha Rampage and, you know, way back Overkill, you know, going all the way back to classic Battlebots, you know. It's, in my mind, it'd be foolish for people to kind of not kind of draw from other people's experiences and kind of, you know, no one does a builds a robot the same way, or very rarely do you know people build it the same way. So you may as well draw draw from other people's kind of failings or you know successes in the past and kind of say, okay, let's let's see what we can do. You know, as long as it you know there has to be obviously harmony within the team. You can't you know you have to be very clear about okay, do like there has to be kind of a I don't know how to describe it, but like there has to be a identifiable you know structure there can't be a case of okay we're going to do things this way and then ultimately kind of divert and start changing and go in someone else's direction Mm -hmm. and completely like overhaul the entire design whereas Mm -hmm. i feel like if it can work together harmoniously and kind of make compromises on both sides it can be quite successful that's my view at least you know you may as well draw from other people's Mm. experiences ultimately is what i'm trying to say tldr yeah what do you think hal I think it's fine. I think it uh, it confuses stories sometimes. If you're a mm-hmm. casual observer of the sport and you went, well, wait, those last time I saw this show, those two guys were fighting each other and now they're on the same team. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't care. <laughs> it, it, the one that confuses me a little bit more is the Cobalt example. Yes. Because mm-hmm. of the way BattleBots is presenting it. Mm-hmm. Like, I you'd really have to be in the know to know that uh, Dave and Sam built that robot. They hmm. briefly mentioned it, but in their first fight, but that was it like once, one time they mentioned it. Yeah. It really comes across as robot death company built it. Mm. Um, and that bothers me a little bit. I, I guess I'm just feeling bad for Dave and Sam. I wonder how they feel about it. They probably don't care, <laughs> but it'd be interesting to know how they feel about it. I mean, I, th- I think they'll just be happy knowing that their robot split another robot into four pieces. I think that that's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> so, but, and as long as the UK flags on it, we're happy. You know, that, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the one the one Brit robot this year, I suppose. Well, yeah, it's a shame. Um, that pretty much rounds up everything. I think we've kind of come to the end. Um, first of all, Hal, thank you very much for for joining us again. It's been an, an absolute pleasure. I, I hope, sincerely hope that. Should season seven go ahead, we'll we'll see you back again because, as I said, I, I feel like you know, the, the sport's a little bit empty without a duck, you know. <laughs> Even if it is a psycho. Thank one. you, thank you for saying that. I'm I'm hoping there's a season seven. I'm hoping we're invited, and I'm hoping that this crazy idea we have actually works. I think we're all excited to see it, and uh, it'll and be the... really really cool if it works. But I'm not sure it will. Sometimes all you need is to be a little bit crazy. Exactly, <laughs> and, um, and some money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That helps, helps too. Helps too. Oh, oh. Speaking of money, oh, can I take a second to thank our sponsor? Of course, you can. You go ahead. Thank you very much to our sponsor, Proto Labs. Uh, they're an on-demand manufacturing company here in the United States, and they do great work. And we really appreciate the support they give us. ProtoLabs.com. Check them out. I'll leave a link in the description. Yeah, thank you. No, no problem at all. And uh, I have to say as well, Anderson, my my good friend, it's been a long old time, but thank you yeah, very was... much for, for coming back and come to talk about some robots again. I've missed you, man. 
I know. I've, I've missed it as well. It's, I've really enjoyed this. I, genuinely, I was a bit nervous, actually, because I haven't done it for so long. I was like, what do I say? But no, it's, it's, it's all great. And um, I probably won't be regular, but I'm happy to fill in again in the future if I need to. Please Definitely. do. Okay, I, I, I want to know before before you go, then Anderson, as as you're here, who's going to win this season? I forgot. To <laughs> you've seen you've seen nine episodes. You've seen most of this field. You know the only two we haven't seen a big deal and um and double jeopardy. But I think they were right. Kind well, of I, well, I predict I predicted uppercut. So I want uppercut to win. So I best not say that because then it will win. Because <laughs> uh, that's the way it works. If I say something wins, it loses. So. If you say All Rivart, right. <laughs> if you say Rivart, I swear to God. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, Rivart's with a chance. It's a very, very solid machine, and they've got some great um, uh, variation with their weapon. Interchangeable weapons, that's the word I was looking for. I'm an idiot. Cobalt <laughs> um, are looking really strong as well. I think they're getting better and better as the fights go on. But it's hard to ignore Endgame, isn't it, really? Um, they've just... Creamed everything, um, and when they went up against Sawblaze, I mean, there we were all thinking that was going to be one of the most difficult. I mean, you know, everybody it was completely split 50 50. People either thought Sawblaze was going to win or they thought Endgame was going to win, they thought it was going to be the closest fight of the season, and then Endgame does it in 10 seconds. And you're like, oh, cool, cheers, thanks for coming, uh, <laughs> Sawblaze. So, yeah, I, I don't want the Kiwis to win because they keep beating us at rugby, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different sport, so yeah, I'm probably going to say Endgame. That's probably my uh, my thoughts. It's safe. It's a safe choice, but it's a it's a solid choice. I'll it's like a, it. safe, but so I have to be safe because I'm always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me! Well, well what about you? Who do you think is going to win? Me, I I I've, I backed Ribot at the start of the season. I've seen nothing so far to kind of go against that. However, however, I just got a feeling that. Like, Call me crazy. Hypershock have looked good this year. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell Jeff that I said this, but I I, I secretly no. think Hypershock's quite good. <laughs> and So it's... you're not picking Duck? Well, what do you think, Hal? Who, who, who did you think was going to... <laughs> at, at, this, at this stage, nine fights in, who did you think was going to win? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you want to bet on the outcome? <laughs> well you have all the cards because you were there <laughs> yes I know who wins um, the audience wins it's a good season there you go, there you go. and that's, that's, the, that's the correct answer <laughs> yeah. with that said I have been Sam Elliott 64 I have been Anderson 9132 the robot was guru and I am still Hal Rucker and I Maybe Jeff and Steve, who knows? We'll see you next week for the last um, preseason fight, uh, fights of BattleBots 2021. Um, hope you all enjoyed, and yeah, take care, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>